Welcome to 52 Pearls, the weekly money wisdom podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm joined by Melissa Friedenberg, Pearl Planning Financial Advisor. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. (laughs) You're never going to forget our names because, of course, we're both named Melissa, children of the 70s. So each week we provide a bite-sized actionable tip that we hope will help you make better financial decisions. The purpose of our podcast is to accompany our weekly financial tips, which we call 52 Pearls. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to sharing along the way. Hi, it's Melissa Joy today, and I am so pleased to be joined by Elnian Gilbert, who is a keynote speaker and trainer for ZingTrain, part of Zingerman's community of business located in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Elnian spends her time teaching businesses and individuals about different business systems, including customer service, training, and especially visioning, which we're going to be talking about today. Elnian, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Melissa. Well, we've known each other for a while now. I got to know you by attending Zing Train trainings, and I have been particularly impacted by your visioning process. So I am so pleased to be sharing it with others today. I think it's a critical component and can be a, uh, of financial planning. In order to get started, though, can you give me a little bit of an introduction to Zingerman's? Uh, sure. So Zingerman's is a community of businesses that are all located in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Our business is started in 1982 with a single delicatessen. Um, it was opened by two friends who had met while working in a really upscale restaurant here in Ann Arbor many, many years ago. Neither of them had a background in the food industry. Uh, and Paul did to some degree. He started as the general manager at this restaurant. Ari, our founding partner, our other founding partner, who is much more the face of Zingerman's, started at that business as a dishwasher. Um, He's from a very academic family and everything he knows about food that he has pretty much learned on the job. So Paul and Ari, when they were working in this restaurant, realized that that wasn't really where their hearts were at. What they wanted to do was to have a casual Jewish style, not kosher, delicatessen, where you could get a Reuben sandwich that was so big, you have to hold it with both hands. The rushing dressing would just drip down your arm. That you go to other delis and you would have a sandwich and you would say to yourself, well, that was a good, that was a good sandwich, but it wasn't a Zingerman's sandwich. So that was part of their original intent of opening the delicatessen. Um, They were pretty successful. Within 10 years, they had grown from a staff of about four to over 80, but they hadn't really kind of plotted out that growth. And so that's part of the visioning story at Zingerman's is that at 10 years in, Paul has what we call a good institutional alarm clock and went to Ari and asked him, like, man, what are we doing? Where do you want to be in 10 years? Uh, And to, you know, Ari's credit at the time, turned to Paul and said, what are you talking about? Like, the lunch is about to start. Yeah, that's a scary question. The the walk-in is broken. (laughs) Like, I got to figure out the next 10 minutes. I, I really can't talk to you about 10 years. Um, But Paul is persistent and they still work really well together to this day. And um, that was about the time where they started really thinking about how, how do we want to grow the business? They knew from the day one, they didn't want to replicate. They didn't want to have a second delicatessen. So that's really at at about the time in the early nineties is when they decided to start creating a community of businesses. So now each of the different businesses are 
independent and unique, but we operate as a community of businesses. That's very much part of our vision or has been part of the vision as we've gone through organizational growth is that we buy and sell from each other. We treat each other like customers and that we all kind of are sharing what that, that big company vision is so that if you're at Zingerman's Roadhouse, which is a full service American restaurant, the original delicatessen, you know, Cornman Farms, our fabulous event space, you, you still know you're at Zingerman's, right? So it's, it's not the same at any one business, but we're all part of the same family, so to speak. Well, as here at Pearl Planning, we're very familiar with your different businesses. I serve on a board with one of the managing partners um, of another business. I have been getting food from Corman Farms during the shutdown, and Morgan um, has postponed her wedding but had it planned at Corman Farms. You know, you recently got a James Beard Award nomination at Zingerman's Roadhouse, which is one of my favorite carryout places. So there, it's an icon in the Ann Arbor community, which I live, we're we're very close to here in Dexter. But also you've created Zing Train, which is a business coaching, and I would argue personal coaching business that shares the culture that Zingerman's has created in a way where you can apply it to your life. And that really brings us to the visioning part. So you're, yeah. you work in Zingtrain, is that correct? I work at Zingtrain. I have worked for Zingtrain for over 13 years. It's, it's kind of funny, the role that visioning has played in my life. When I started working at Zingtrain, my vision was not to become a trainer, to be one of the te- people who was actually teaching the, the business practices that we use at Zingerman's. But you know what I learned in my time at Zingerman's is that the more I kind of applied myself and the more that I took advantage of opportunities the more other doors would start to open. So the more I was exposed to the work that we did and was around it, I realized I really have a love and a passion for training. And so one of my first visions that I wrote at Zing Train was to start teaching our two-day customer service seminar. And I realized I've now been teaching that seminar for almost 10 years, which is just kind of wild to think about. I went through um, taking advantage of being at home a lot through and sorted some different material that I had at home, my former seminar workbooks. It was just really fun to see kind of the evolution of not just my own like note-taking and preparation, but also how Zing Train has evolved over the 10 years that I've been a, a part of things. So yeah, Zing Train, we teach, you know, all different kinds of topics. We go and travel and work with clients. I think that was Melissa, I met you when you came to Zing Train to do a two-day seminar, but it right. wasn't long after that that we went and worked with the, the firm that you were a partner at to help yep. create like the organizational long-term vision of success. Which was a fabulous, the vision that we worked on together was really powerful for my organization. And I've also attended workshops about just visioning in general, where then I created my own personal vision, which has helped me to benchmark my life as well as intentionally, I guess, push the boundaries in some ways. Yeah. So could you describe how you, what you tell people a vision is? Because I think for some people, it's a list of bullet points of either accomplishments or something like that. But I, what really sticks out to me is that first description you had of Paul and Ari Mm -hmm. describing a sandwich that is unlike any other sandwich. Yeah. The best. And, and that was very visual description. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't how much the sandwich weighs or how much you pay for it. So what, what is a vision? 
So vision, the way that we define vision, and I, I just want to give a shout out to Stash Kazmierski, who is a former managing partner of Zing Train, someone I worked for for about 10 years. He um, retired as a managing partner a number of years ago and has sadly since passed away. But Stash is the one who brought visioning to the organization. So the way that we define Zingerman, or the way that we define visioning at Zingerman's is that it's it's a picture of what success looks like at a particular point in time. And it's written with enough richness of detail that you can you can feel it, that it's got it's got these really tangible elements that you'll know when you've achieved it. So visions are always written in present tense, even though they're set in the future. <clears throat> so it's not I'm going to, it's I have or I am. And I think that language is really powerful because it allows you to kind of picture that success for yourself at whatever point in time. So we've just done a series, we started doing a series of virtual workshops. And as a part of that two and a half hour workshop, we're asking participants to write a vision for themselves in six months, right? I mean, if you think about six months ago was last October, I couldn't have pictured what my life was going to be like right now. <laughs> Nor so, could any of us. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, so a lot of us are thinking about like, okay, what is going to life going to be like in six months? Well, I don't know exactly. I certainly hope I'm able to travel again. I really miss going and working with clients. I um, do too. <laughs> I miss going to the office. Um, but what I do know, I can describe what a, a fulfilling, enriching day looks like for myself personally. So how do I feel? What am I seeing around me? October is my favorite month. I love the fall and the harvest season, although it's, it's so hard to picture now that we're in beautiful, you know, spring here in Michigan, early summer. But what, you know, what does it really look like? What am I doing? How do I feel? Do I feel a sense of accomplishment? Am I proud of what I've, you know, what I've done over the past six months? How, how am I, how are my relationships with people? Yeah, I think that the first month of stay at home, well, the first few weeks of stay at home, March of this year, were every day felt like a year. And then for April, it went by in the blink of an eye and you can easily get into habits. Nobody needs to, you don't need to have a list of accomplishments. Nobody needs to write a novel during this right. time, but giving yourself the opportunity to try to control your feelings and experiences and, and manage them. I think potentially visioning can be a very powerful way for you to think about possibilities and mm -hmm. also do a little damage control. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, one of the things that I like about how your perspective on visioning I and mean, how it ties to financial planning, I, I mean, it makes so much sense to me that, you know, you're thinking about, well, what do I want? What do I want? I mean, in terms of financial planning, what do I want in retirement? If I right. know what that looks like, then I can create a plan on how to accomplish it or how to get there. And knowing that it may not look exactly like I pictured when I wrote the vision I still can be really happy with the results. One example that I, that I often use when teaching visioning is about how when I was buying a house seven and a half years ago, I was so excited to buy a house, but the process was very stressful for a first time home buyer. It uh, always is. I agree. There's so much, you know, like there's so much you just don't know. There's so much you need to consider. And I think when I wrote a vision of how I, what I wanted in my first house, it's when it really became tangible and real to me. That being said, part of my vision was that I had a Cape Cod or a bungalow style house that had a really deep front porch that I could sit on when it rained 
And what I currently am sitting in is a brick ranch. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Uh, So my house does not look like what I pictured, especially from the outside. But what it feels like inside is exactly what I described. It's warm. It's welcoming. um, I love to entertain. So the kind of the heart of what's in that vision is what really came true. Um, I think the other important part that's germane to our conversation, I wrote my vision that I could afford it. Um, and that, that part came true. <laughs> that Yay! was really important to me. I didn't feel like I you know, went too far out of my means to, to make this really major purchase on my own. I think that oftentimes when people think about retirement, which is where you know, we kind of started that conversation, or a major purchase, you're thinking about the dollars and the cents. And certainly they are critical. But especially for retirement, there is so much more than just how much you are able to draw from your accounts each, each month. Yeah. So, you know, it comes down to what are you going to do with your time, which is something that we're tackling right now as well. It's also what brings you meaning, what brings you happiness. What are the experiences that are important to you? And those are things that I can certainly, as a financial planner who really tries to connect your wealth with your life, I I can nudge you toward. But for many people, I think a visioning workshop would be applicable in order to just open your mind, I guess, and really think about that point in time in the future. Let's say that you're 64, you're thinking about retirement, it's coming in a couple of years, what does the world look like at age 67 and how can you craft that with some intentionality? Yeah, I think that's, that's one of the, the greatest things about visioning. And, and you know, I, I, I do want to say often we talk about long-term visioning, right? What does success look like in five years or 10 years? Maggie Bayless, the managing partner, founding partner of Zingtrain is going to retire after, you know, Zingtrain has been in business for 26 years this summer. Part of how she shared with the rest of us, you know, at her team that she was going to retire was it was in her vision. And she was really clear about that. It's not my vision of success that Maggie retires. <laughs> but as it so happens, that's, <laughs> that's not actually germane to her retiring. Right. Um, but part of it, you know, I mean, she as she was thinking about this, she wrote a vision of what her retirement was going to look like and then shared it with her husband right? Here's, here's kind of what I see us doing. He's already retired. He's, he's, I think, as busy as ever, you know, volunteering and finding other, other things that he's doing with his time. But it was really important to her to start creating a shared picture of what their retirement was going to look like. I also, I mean, I know for sure that part of this is that she's not fully gone. She, you know, is going to still be a part of the Zingerman's community of businesses. She'll still do some work with us. And that, that I think helped people feel really good about her vision is that we could see that we weren't just like, she wasn't just going to be gone. She was still going to be a part of the organization. She was going to still be a part of Zing train, even if she's not in that managing partner role. Yeah. I would say that the visioning process is a process. So it's a tool that you can, or resource that you can use whether it's for change management or for future, future planning. And for me, it's allowed me to think outside, I don't think outside the box is a cliche, but it's allowed me to feel more confident about pursuing the creation of a financial company that doesn't look like it's not a cookie cutter of every other financial company. It's a little more authentic and real world only in my opinion. 
But I, I do think that that visioning process where uh, instead of defaulting to what everybody else has already done and saying, you know, you have choice and here's how I can think through things, it has impacted the look and feel of the environment that we have here at Pearl Planning. It's had an impact on how we relate to clients. Um, and so, you know, kind of like financial planning, it's, it's something that until you've experienced it for yourself, it's difficult to see, but we definitely have, are going to provide um, some links to, you know, a sample of a vision and a little more, bit more information about visioning. Yeah, I think the the thing that as you were you were talking, it made me rem- realize I hadn't said the vision is what success looks like. It's not how you're going to accomplish it. Right. So and so what do you do can, for the how after you get the what? Yeah. When I think for I'm I'm I consider myself a pragmatist. And when I first started visioning, this was really hard for me not to put the how right on into the vision. Right. And so, you know, Stash would challenge me on that and be like, that seems like a how, seems like a how. I'd be like, oh, yes, you're right. I need to And take in the financial out. world, you totally, it's, it, it goes completely to, you know, this is how much we, revenue we need, or, yeah. you know, this is how many dollars you need to retire. And that is not the point. Right. Yeah. I mean, so thinking about like, what does success really look like? What does it feel like? Um, I, the visions that I love reading the best are the ones that include those really descriptive details. Like, you know, it's, so if I were writing a vision for October right now, I would say like, it's a gorgeous October day here in the state of Michigan. Like the air is crisp. The sun is shining. The sky is that like amazing color blue that you only get kind of like lighting up the orange of the, the maple tree. You know, I really want to be able to kind of like set myself there. And then I can talk about like, you know, what am I, I may not know exactly what I'm doing. It's not that prescriptive, but I can say, you know, it's, it's a Saturday and I just went to the farmer's market. I had a really great week last week working with different clients in different States because I could get on a plane. Um, (laughs) You know, and that's the thing is like, it's no, no one's vision is going to be the same as any other person. It, it does take some practice for you to get away from the bullet points of what you did more on to that visual descriptive, how, like daydreaming, walking a day in the world that somehow you've created over time. Yeah. And I think that you're right. It, it is something that gets better with practice. Um, you get more comfortable with it when you use the tool. I also, I mean, I like to write visions for things that are short term. I mean, when I first did my very first keynote, I was so nervous. I was by myself in Brookline, um, which is a neighborhood of Boston, Massachusetts. I was going to be at an art house theater conference and standing on stage literally with a spotlight and sharing, you know, this keynote that I had, I had really never done before. And so I, in the, it was in the afternoon, I took some time in the morning to write, what what do I feel like? What does it look like when I'm done? (laughs) There was going to be a cocktail party reception. What, how do I feel walking over there? Right. And, and one of the things that I love the best, you know, I shared it with a couple of people, but only people who are back in Ann Arbor. So I'm an email because part of, you know, our strategy is like you, the vision needs to be shared. It needs to be communicated in order to, you know, really live up to this visioning um, process. And part of the vision I wrote is that people gave me high fives at the end of the, the keynote. Right. The only people who knew that were back in the state of Michigan. I was in Massachusetts and I had two different people come up to me afterwards and just raise their hand and give me a big old high five. I love just like, oh, my gosh, that felt so amazing to really kind of have that come to fruition. 
one of the things I wanted us to make sure to touch on, and it, it goes to your, what does the world look like in six months kind of visioning is how to deal with current uncertainty. Yeah. And one of the things that I've been missing is the anticipation of whether it's travel or seeing friends or experiences, just going to a restaurant is something that I miss, like just having a date on the calendar. And so I could see doing a vision of just what does the world look like on an all clear day where you just have that like taped to your fridge. So you say, you know, this is the, this is the day I, and you could even do a plan with your, I have a six and a 10 year old, Josie and Gus and Jeff and I can sit down together and say, we're going to create a day um, for the future on a day that we're allowed to do anything we want to do and, you know, kind of tape it on the fridge so that we're kind of aiming toward that day. Yeah. I think it really, because it's such a, I call visioning kind of relentlessly positive. So it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you don't acknowledge reality. One of the things that I think is really important to do when you're writing, especially a long-term vision or a change vision, as you mentioned, is to have some kind of acknowledgement that, you know, Uh, halfway through or part of the way there, I wasn't sure how we were going to make it happen, but we pushed through and persevered and now things are better than I could have imagined. But I I do think it's it's just really helpful to to know it's not always going to be like this. It's going to be, I mean, life after Corona may not be exactly the same for a long time, but I firmly believe we will get back to the point of like being able to dine in restaurants and eat it, sit at bars and hug people uh, indiscriminately as appropriate, of course, if they want to be hugged. Um, (laughs) But you know, these are, these are all things that I think are really important to kind of the human condition. My personal vision of success is that, you know, in, in at least a month, I'm able to get together with my girlfriends again, not over a zoom meeting. Um, not that Zoom isn't great and a wonderful tool that we're using a lot, but it's there's nothing can compare with sharing a meal with friends. I agree. Or having a, you know, speaking to, since you are closely associated with food businesses, having a menu to order off of where you don't need to plan in advance. I don't know what the future looks like, but I do agree. Just like with investing, the further out you go as you plan, I think the more normal it will look and feel. Yeah. And I do think that you offer a powerful service to help people create a process to plan for that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a really, you know, I've, I've done a lot of visioning training with, with people who are skeptics and almost universally people kind of like, if they can let down the barriers, we talk a, a lot about writing from the heart, not the head, get the voices out of the way, the voices that tells you, you know, you, are you sure you want to do that? Is that really the right thing for you? You can set that aside. It's just a very generative process. It's energy building. It's very hopeful. It's just a positive process. Well, you spoke to two really important points for both visioning as well as for financial planning. One is you need to be willing to be vulnerable. And that is in financial planning, if you come in and you try to be bulletproof and you don't tell me where you have weaknesses or there's parts you're embarrassed to, to talk about, then we never get down to the heart of the things that matter that may matter most or, or are most important for you to change. And I can assure you that as a professional, I will be looking for resources to assist you if I know that vulnerability. And I think that's one of the strengths we have here at Pearl Planning is we're willing to take you as you come and make you feel comfortable enough to share. 
you need to be willing to want for yourself. So this is not a time where you should think, oh, I'm, I'm too, I need to be humble. You know, if you, if you're planning for your future, dream for it. And that the same goes for financial goals. So I, you know, those are, those are difficult, especially if you've kind of been conditioned um, not to think or talk about yourself or your business and to, you know, it, you, if you just want to look um, bulletproof, it's, it's not going to work, but um, that's part of the power of the process. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, one of the things that I was, as I was preparing for today, thinking about when we did that first 10 year vision with your former company and, you know, people got really interested in visioning. And so Stasha and I came back and did a short, you know, kind of personal visioning yep. with people. And we were, everyone was seated around a big conference table and people were writing and, you know, we used this hot pen process when we're doing personal visioning, which is essentially you put the pen to paper and you don't let the pen up. And if you need to write nonsense words, if you need to write song lyrics or whatever, just to get going, there's something about physically putting the pen to paper that is really powerful. And, and I remember specifically one of the people who kind of felt a little bit stuck, got into the hot pen process, didn't want to stop writing when it was time. And then just had this flabbergasted expression on her face. It was like, oh, I want to learn to teach yoga. Like it just came out of left field. And I, you know, I've, I've shared that story with a number of other people, but sometimes when we can kind of disconnect what we should or what we know we're supposed to do from what we really in our heart of hearts want to do, that's the hot pen. It kind of comes flowing out onto the paper. Yep. That's part of the magic of the process. And certainly then the financial planner's job is to help fulfill those dreams. And the money is not the point. The point is how to safely live the fullest life you can in your current and future self. We will have resources and links to Zing Train and some information about visioning in our show notes, but also where can people find you and Zing Train, Elmian? Uh, you can find Zing Train. We have a brand new website that just launched this week. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, we wrote a vision for it a really long time ago. So it's exciting to see it. As with many websites. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that is zingtrain.com. Z-I-N-G-T-R-A-I-N.com. There's Perfect. a whole bunch of resources there for free on visioning. We also have that workshop that I mentioned. You know, we have we'll be scheduling more out into the to the next couple of months. Good. Well, this has been an extraordinary and important conversation. I can't tell you how often I mention seeing train and visioning both to my entrepreneurial friends, but also just on the personal side. So now I'm so glad to have some kind of historic documentation so I can send a link when I want to share more. Well, thank you very right much. It was, I'm, I'm so glad that after all these years of working together, I was delighted to be a guest on your podcast. Likewise. For have more a great information, day. visit pearlplan.com or our Facebook page, Pearl Planning Wealth.